So, hi, this is Catherine Lorimer, and welcome to the next podcast um, in my Wellbeing Journey podcast. Um, now, this is the, I've called it Friends Part 2. That's not really a great title, is it? Um, so, it's How to Find Friends Part 2, but actually it's not about how to find friends. This one's actually about my oldest friend, so I don't know. Maybe it's just Friends Part 2. <laughs> although it's not. Anyway, in my search for a new group of friends, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about my best and oldest friend. Now, she's not very well at the moment and she's waiting for an operation. Um, and this is why she's not been able to be with me on this journey. Um, but she's, although she's not with me in body, she's definitely following every step on Instagram. Um, so thanks for your support. And Cal, I love you. You're my best friend. You always have been. And you always will be. Um, now, I did go and see her this weekend. And we spent three hours talking about absolutely nothing and everything. And it felt great. And we were both a lot happier and even laughing at the end of the three hours. Um, now, we're both single. She's a year younger than me. Um, but we're both now living with our parents. Well, I'm with my parents. She's with her mum. As unfortunately, she lost her dad, who was one of the best men in the universe when he was far, far, far too young. Um, now, we're both childless, say so both both divorced. Um, and we've both reached the conclusion, same conclusion at the same time, that life is for living and that we should take the time we have left to go out and enjoy it. Now, she's been working nights and struggling to pay her bills and not going out and having no life apart from work. Um, and now she's too ill to work. As a low-paid care worker, she only gets statutory sick pay, which when I googled it a minute ago was £99.35 a week. And now my cousin's wife is in a similar situation, working in a low-paid job as a veterinary assistant. And she's currently, um, unfortunately, been diagnosed with cancer and she's having a course of 10 weeks of chemotherapy. And it's made her really, really ill. And she's had to give up um, her work as she's too ill. And again, she's only getting statutory sick pay. And like with the current cost of living increase, how can people be expected to live on this amount when they are ill? Like I know my cousin and his wife are really going to struggle. My best friend's struggling, you know, and I just think that there needs some be some sort of differential um, in the statutory payments for people with serious health issues, um, such as needing an operation or cancer. I just think they should be paid more per week um, rather than, you know, I can understand why the statutory sick day is there and that there are some serial sick leave sick sick leave people does that make sense i don't know but there are some people who will take advantage and will constantly be off sick because they can get away with it but for people who are seriously seriously ill i just don't think it's enough so i just wanted to have a bit of a moan about that now, as I say, my best friend and I chatted about our lives and our loves and whether we were wrong and what happiness is. Um, and she said that she thought that my ex-husband and I were meant to be together for that part of our lives. And she thought that if I'd, she had met her ex-husband now at this time in her life, rather than when they were younger, that they would have worked. Now, it made me realise that people grow and change as they age in a relationship and you need to grow together. And if you don't, you'll end up where I am and where she is. Not that that's a bad thing, um, because just because one marriage has ended, there's still the excitement of finding the next person um, who is meant to be in your life for the next part of your life. Now, just because we're both divorced and late 40s, um, as I say, it's not something to be pitied. 
um, as the average life expectancy. I've just Googled that. It's 80 points on the other, but we'll round it up to round it down to 80. So assuming I meet someone in the next 12 years, I could still be married for another 20 years to another person who I'm meant to spend that part of my life with. Now, I remember my grandma and granddad getting to 50 years of marriage and my grandmother, I say, a constant churchgoer, had had enough and she wanted a divorce. <laughs> so, um, you know, we did talk it out of her event, talk her out of it eventually. But, you know, just even because people have got to that age doesn't necessarily mean that they're happy. And I personally think that it's better to be single and happy on your own than in a relationship with somebody that you don't love anymore and that makes you really unhappy because life's just too short. And, you know, when you could be with somebody else who makes you happy, making more happy memories. Now, so I'm not going to look for that person, though, because you know what? That person will turn up when it's right for them at just the right time. So my best friend and I both acknowledge that there was something missing from our lives and that is love and we do miss that but we both also agreed that laughter and friendship is the key to happiness and I feel that somehow we have come full circle and that we are back to the start of our relationship because she's not very well and she's not in a place where she's particularly happy. So let me tell you a little bit about how and why we met. So we met in Arts College, um, which has now been demolished and is now um, a police station. Actually, it's a custody unit, but there we go. <laughs> it used to be an Arts College. And uh, I think she was she's 16, I was 17, around about that age anyway. Um, and she's called Caroline. Um, okay, now we're similar in height, okay, but we're also opposite. And we balance each other out. Um, and when I'm not around her, I have crazy ideas. And when we're in each other's lives, she has crazy ideas and I keep her grounded. Um, I remember once she said she was going to work nights and work with horses in the daytime. I simply asked her, Cal, when are you going to sleep? And she replied, oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Now she's working nights and she hates it and there's no way she could work with horses at the same time. But she tells me that she wants to work with horses again because she hasn't done it for so long. She's forgotten how hard it is and um, also she can't that she can't ride because her back hurts, hurts too much after a riding accident where unfortunately she hit a tree after the stirrup leather snapped. Now, I didn't say anything to her this time. Um, you know, she can listen to this podcast because she'll do it anyway. And then when she starts moaning about how bad it is and how much she hates it, um, this time there's a record. So I can say, I told you so on whatever date that I published this podcast. Now, we are the same height, but she has dark hair and I have blonde. And she's never followed fashion either. I remember once we both went to a men's clothes shop and bought the same jumper and wore it to college on the same day. <laughs> now, our college lecturers used to get our names mixed up all of the time and so did our friends and even boyfriends. Um, so we used to swap names and we went on nights out just to confuse everybody, even friends and other people we met even more. She still gets called Catherine and I still get called Caroline, but people... Um, that neither one of us actually know. And in fact, just this week, I sent her a WhatsApp to say, um, my yoga teacher calls me Caroline. <laughs> but, do you know, we're so used to it, we just don't bother correcting people anymore. We just answer to either name. It really doesn't bother us. However, if you call me Kathy, don't expect me to answer. Friends who know me really well know if they're going to shorten my name, they have to shorten it to Urin. <laughs> 
No. So we even went out with the same guy once called James, his surname ending in a B. She had an issue with his height because he was a lot shorter than both of us. Um, I didn't know and I went out with him for four years. Um, I just unfortunately had an issue with his planning my life out for me without even bothering to consult me on it. So when I bought a horse and that didn't fit into his plan, that was that. Our relationship had always had three people in it though, me, him and his mother. The irony is that when we ended, his mother said that she really liked me. He's married now and his mother and his wife were not speaking the last time I heard. So unfortunately, things didn't really turn out the way he planned them. Now, he was a safe option. He was in our group of friends. So he got to know me um, as our shy friend Ted had asked him to. But then he decided that he wanted to go out with me instead and Ted was not amused. But looking back, um, you know, they were both young farmers and coming from farming families. And would I have enjoyed being a farmer's wife? At the time, I thought, yeah, it would have been. However, after spending five years on a small holding, I would say, no, definitely I would have not. So therefore, for my future um, search for my future partner, I can discount all of the entire farming population because you know what? It's just not for me. Now, I saw Caroline in my theatre studies class. She looked so utterly, utterly, utterly miserable. So I nicknamed her Happy rather sarcastically. I felt so sorry for her. I started speaking to her and that was that. 32 years later, she's still my best friend. And although sometimes we don't speak and have gone years without seeing each other, we know that when we are needed, we are there for each other. And for the key moments in both of our lives, when we've both needed that shepherd's crook to lean on, she has been mine and I have been hers. And that's actually why we are best friends. Now, we're both a bit crazy. I'd say she's slightly more crazy than I am. She'd probably disagree and say that I'm more crazy than she is. <laughs> but we both agree one thing. Crazy is good. Why be normal? Normal is just not for us. And that's what makes us both really interesting. Now, the fact that we can meet up for years of not seeing each other. I think I've seen her twice this year. But then talk for three hours as though we'd seen each other yesterday. We are that comfortable with each other. Now, I told Caroline about a conversation that I'd overheard the other day, which she found interesting. And it was a woman talking about rehab of some kind and how she had CBT, which is cognitive behavioural therapy, to overcome anxiety, for which she had used um, addiction to control. Now, her friend, her and her friend were in there discussing the new man in her life. And her therapist had told her that she needed to be very, very careful about who she started a relationship with. And I thought this was all very interesting as I was waiting in the pharmacy for my prescription. Now, we choose, um, apparently we choose the same type of partners and people with addictive personalities tend to choose a partner with another addictive personality. And the therapist had told her this is completely wrong. It's the wrong person for them because and somebody who has an addictive personality should actually need a stable partner who can be there from them and be the crook to lean on um, to help with issues that they have. And I think that's maybe why um, my um, relationship and friendship with Caroline works so well, because we are completely different um, and we are there for each other. And it's a really yin and yang and balancing act. She is an Aquarius on the cusp of Pisces. You know, she's a dreamer. Um, she's that type of person. Um, you know, and it's just, I just find it really, really interesting. So now alcoholism does actually run in my family. 
Um, so I've always been really, really aware of this. So consequently, I never had a drink when I'm going through a challenging period. Um, and when I start drinking again, then you know that I've come through and reached the other side. And I think this approach has made me really, really strong and really resilient. Um, so I'm able to find and back, fight and bounce back um, much stronger because of this. And Caroline could see the changes in me as we near the end of this year. And she can see how much I've grown as a person. Um, so when she is better, I'll then be strong enough to help her back on her road to happiness and recovery. Um, which does lead me into a really, really, really important message Always listen and believe your best friend. And if you're not sure who your best friend is, it is the person who says, you are the best person I know. And also make sure you tell that person how much you love them when you when they're here. Because what's the point of telling that person in a coffin how brilliant they are and how much you love them? It's better to say it when they are alive to hear it. So Caroline, I'll say it again. I love you. You're my best friend. <laughs>